Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for tuning in for the Lockdown Edition with your host, MG, where I talk to my fellow creatives to build a community and share our stories to help whoever may feel lost or be struggling in their creative field. I just want to let you guys know that you're not alone. So today, my guest is someone from Melbourne. We actually met on Instagram, so this is actually the first time we're talking face to face his name's jacob medina hello hello <laughs> thank you for having me like much that's all right so honored to finally meet virtually <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> like all we've done is literally fangirled about marvel anime and k-pop on instagram and i think that's a very good topic for the podcast nudges <laughs> <laughs> all right guys that's all we're gonna talk about today nothing related to the creative industry <laughs> All right. So, Jacob, can you just let everyone know who you are and what you do in the creative field? All right. Um, hello to um, Mary's viewers and listeners, our listeners. So, my name is Jacob Medina. I am a filmmaker, um, photographer, and director based in Melbourne. So, I've been doing this for about a, ooh, a decade now. So, I officially went, I think I officially went freelance in 2015 and I was, oh, yeah, so I was, we did the same. I'm the same. Oh, nice. That's so funny. Yeah. So <laughs> also I forgot to say, cause you called me Mary. I realized I never actually told you okay. what people call me. It's MG. MG, MG. <laughs> okay. All right. It's so funny. Uh, people will uh, totally know that we're literally just talking for the first there time. There you go. In that's fine. That's sick. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. But that's cool. So yeah, 2015, man, I'm going like mad deep. So 2015 and before 2015, I was doing fashion event work for a media agency for about like two, three years. So yeah. there was, there was that, that, I think that was kind of my little, my my kind of dip my dip my toes into the industry so like i was yeah. really deep into like fashion i was deep into like event work and editorial and um studio stuff and then yeah 2015 was the the kind of when i decided to like you know what like i could i could probably i i'd be might be better off just doing freelance because i had built like a yeah. huge network from just doing event work and fashion work and um there was already people like ready to just like you know what like if you're once you're out like let me know and then we'll we'll do work together so that's really cool retros i kind of <laughs> go ahead again. i kind of wish i did that sorry <laughs> i kind of wish i did that i kind of threw myself in the deep end and i was in uni freelancing and then out of uni i just continued and i was like hmm what is networking <laughs> Because um, I, while I was, because I didn't, I didn't actually start photography as a career first, right? So, oh, okay. re, re, so like, go, let's go back like high school. I was actually planning to be a graphics designer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then why did you choose to do photography over graphics? So basically, um, my so how how I explain this is like so I I was actually like um. So graphic design, I was aiming to be something like an illustrator or something. So I lost a lot of my my kind of freehand skills and stuff like that kind of during uni. And then right. so I, I decided to flip. I started to do like media communications and just figure out what around media I wanted to do. And then it wasn't yeah, okay. until like 
much later that I decided, you know what, okay, let's let's take this photography thing. Cause I I, I, I interned for like two years at a at a place before I actually like thought, you know what, this is possible. Cause it was just network building. Yeah, yeah. So I was studying photography like at night working during the day and then event work was in the evening and then go straight to um, um, night classes. I, de- I did that for two years while interning. What a schedule. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was, that was like basically my peak uni life. Like I was like deep in, I was like, you know what, like I'm working, like I'm doing this intern thing. And that's, that's when mm-hmm. I finally decided like, yeah, I'll do classes, but I couldn't fit it anywhere else. So I did night classes. Yeah. Yeah that's crazy it's interesting because i feel like a lot of the creatives i've talked to when i hear their stories we just have like the craziest lifestyle i I don't think it was very sustainable at that time but i think all of us were pretty hungry to yeah you mean like i'm sure you could probably say like you probably like you had a lot more sleepless nights back then than compared to now (laughs) Honestly, because of COVID, I'm going to be honest, I feel like I have a better understanding of balance. <laughs> because, yeah, like like you said, my I went to film school straight out of high school. I'd have sleepless nights, either we're on set or we're doing post-production and there was like no sleep. And then that was pretty much uni as well. And I was freelancing at the same time it was just like a balancing act that i didn't know how to fucking do (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's just interesting um i guess what i want to talk about right now is now we mentioned it like understanding balance and stuff because of covid um you you're in melbourne Mm -hmm. you guys have been you've literally had like six lockdowns Mm -hmm. how did you pivot your career Mm -hmm. in the creative industry so just just for everyone who did didn't know, we're, I think we're almost two hundred plus days of lockdown total in Melbourne. Yeah, so that's all. I think that's crazy. We're, we're all, that's more than what th- th- two quarters, like no three quarters of a year already, man. That's crazy, right? Jeez. I don't know, but I think the first lockdown definitely that was tough because um, I had like. I think maybe two, three months booked of gigs. Mm. Right. So I I was like, man, like, what, what am I going to do? Yo, like we're, we, we ended up being in lockdown for like probably close to six months or more last year. So yeah. The, the, uh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. My question is, cause I lost track. How many, like how many times you went into lockdown and out of lockdown? I know that it's <laughs> six, but then what was the time frame? Oh, as and in like, then how did that affect everything? Because if you had to reschedule, mm-hmm. okay. So, maybe, so uh, to to give you kind of perspective, I think it was around the first lockdown was around, I think it was like March or April last year. Yeah. So, um, I heard I was I was in deep uh, working at Fashion Week during that during during the announcements of lockdown so basically Mm -hmm. i think it was like halfway through um i was getting ready to go work and then i was like going through instagram and then yeah like um fashion week announced that like yeah we're we're shutting down because of covid so like half half my gigs were just like thrown out but like 
it's not it's not i like i wasn't really worried about the gigs because i was just like what what happened much later down track was like a lot of my clients didn't actually survive 2020 COVID, like covid their businesses were just flipped yeah. so for me in in like i'm gonna call it in seasons just so that we can give it some like chapter names <laughs> Yes, season. I think that'd be good because yes. that is like how many seasons? Of yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so, like six of them. Yes, because I'll, I'll give you like the key seasons that actually help like me pivot. So season one, obviously, yeah. like I had to really figure out if I was going to be able to be able still to be sustainable doing photography and film work because mm. it, it was it's just um, client behaviors are shifting like at a very fast rate at this time so last year yes and so my i'm look i'm looking at like my current like work like other other jobs and stuff i do i'm like hmm, if i do like headshots in a day clock out like eight people yeah i can i can be able i can be sustainable with my work but at the same time my risk for covid goes up as well yeah and so and and back then not many people are vaccinated yet so the landscape of the the industry here was definitely like it was a bit of you don't know who like who you're gonna meet and or, or whether mm. it's gonna be safe for your family right so you gotta be yeah when when it, when it comes to health you really gotta be much more practical than just um uh be money orientated right because i think yeah oh you're so everyone's really focused Every, everyone was so focused on just getting work and hustling back then that when when it all hit it would just hit like a ton of bricks right yeah it was totally it was one it. of those things where just like man like i've spent like i told you like a decade of my career just trying to mm. build this network of people and some some of them never made it out of 2020 and i'm that's so yeah. i'm i'm really lucky that i'm still able to kind of navigate the industry now mm. so yeah so yeah that was season 1 season 1 was a kind of like a mixed bag of everything but Season one was definitely a tough one because I had to really just look at my business and be like, "What? where am I going from here? Yeah. And I think the main thing for me was um, moving the whole business online or partially of it. Because season one, I was just like, oh yeah, we're, we're coming out. Once we came out, I went back to film work. So to kind of mm -hmm. speed up season two, three, four, it, we were like on and off. It was like short bursts of... Um, um like lockdown like two weeks a couple weeks yeah. it wasn't that it wasn't like so th th like season one and season six are probably the closest ones Every, all the other ones in between were kind of just like two week one week yeah. um like lockdowns but they still had had a f affected my business because i had booked like government um kind of i had big projects lined up yeah. at every period of those lockdowns so, oh man that sucks yeah so, so i had like there was like one where we filmed the day one lockdown was yeah. announced whole production shut because of the lockdown so that was like i think between season two and three that happened like twice i was like yeah i'll, I'll just i'll just recoup it but then yeah, i think yeah. it was either the fourth or the fifth one i was so deep into pre-production i was already like a couple thousand dollars spent on gear for this production yeah. and then they shut that shut it down again 
my heart yeah. hurts for you like it's breaking right now <laughs> yeah because you, you know how expensive pre-production is right yes so like oh my god i had had bought us i'm like crying internally <laughs> yeah, right so now I bought, I bought a set of lights new kit um mm. i had to buy rigging stuff for um car mounts and stuff like that oh my gosh car mounts yeah even. yeah so i had to buy like all this stuff for this production and then yeah lockdown hit <laughs> and then which one which season are we up so because I'm, I'm skipping between two three uh yep. two and three and um so yeah so around four now yeah because like even 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 like for me it's kind of been a blur but i'm just giving you like the like checkpoints yeah the, yeah <laughs> yeah so this is great <laughs> yeah so season four client was like oh man like we'll 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 come back to it like everyone was still like high on the like energy on the day one it's like we'll, mm. we'll come back guys there was a lot of um i think between two three and four a lot of the people that i was still talking to they i think season one was the hardest because it was the mental that was the mental struggle yeah i think for us here around two and three and f yeah two and three we're just like yeah we'll, we'll get out of it because we actually got yeah. out of it really pretty quickly four is when it actually started probably feeling it because yeah we were, we were booking like pretty important projects but and there were crews of like almost like 20 30 people that were like That's relying on this project right mm -hmm. and so yeah it, it fell through obviously <laughs> and like it's, it's it leaves a bad taste in the mouth like, obviously but like yeah by by now you're just like it's it's already happened in season two it's already happened in season three season yeah. four is the same thing season five i'm not gonna say but like it did happen again and the project got bigger <laughs> oh really yeah so i i got i got i got booked for a gig to shoot bts for like a uh what is it virtual reality would that be fashion fun? film yeah basically oh, that would have been so fun yeah so like i thought i was getting booked to shoot virtual reality i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna have to invest more gear again but it was like no no no, you're doing bts i was like oh, okay sick <laughs> it's like thank god yeah. i don't have to buy you gear <laughs> yeah so <laughs> like that little oh I, i'm happy yeah <laughs> so i love buying gear but when i have to spend more yeah it's just like oh especially right now yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I hope i'm not going to like um no no okay so. this is actually so interesting because like <laughs> i had all i know is like sydney <laughs> i hadn't like i've literally not like i've talked to people in melbourne but they're not like in the thick of mm. our industry yeah, yeah yeah that's why i'm like this is so interesting <laughs> yeah okay so season five yeah we got booked for like i got booked for like yeah that massive gig so mm. it, i think it got rescheduled like three times yeah yeah three <laughs> times because because of because of, <laughs> of season five it was like on and off because i'm not gonna because like i think there was spurts where we we're back back in and out and then was, this was like the beginning of delta strain that went probably from, yeah, yeah, yeah. From, yeah 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 so it was i think bloody, it was bloody sydney yeah. ruining it for you guys <laughs> so i think it was just when you guys were just um probably in the thick of like the hundreds and then yeah, yeah. season five hit we were in for like two weeks got out for a week i got like fully booked that week before season six and then yeah season six hit and then 
Jeez. Now I'm navigating. Like, so it, it was a slow, slow burn into navigating the whole business online. Yeah. So my main kind of work is kind of like video editing, consulting yeah. and stuff like that. So season six now is where I really need to think is like whether I should still juggle the client work. Yeah. So it was more like money, network, relationship. Oh, yeah, money, network, or, re or relationship. I needed to figure yeah. out which were important for me at this period of time. Yeah. Because I, so I think from, struggle. yeah, so from like season one to five was just like, book as much stuff as you can mm -hmm. and like you'll be yeah. fine but we're in season six now and it's like i don't know if it's worth booking those type of gigs people like, yeah again. like i for me i think the most important thing is like i want to keep those those networks i want to keep those clients for whatever work i potentially lead into because like i think mm -hmm. for me now it's just building the network where i can potentially keep sustaining that kind of relationship with all the people that I meet still. So yeah. even if I can't provide a certain kind of film or like photo work for them mm. now, I think the value that I, I can give them now is kind of how, how, how can you kind of sustain yourself on, with yeah. your business still? So like my value still comes from like, I can still help you run your social media. I can help you think of ideas to like, put on your put on like your social media and stuff like there's a lot of content i can help you with like yeah. tutorial wise like the wealth of knowledge mm -hmm. that i've got through throughout the decade it's like it's something that i can offer to people now right yeah, like I that, that i never thought i could i yeah, think it's just 100%. one of those things where i've had the time to kind of just sit down and yeah it's like it's it's one of those things where like i, I probably won't be able to do commercial work for a while so I think if there's people that find this kind of insight or knowledge valuable, then I got I got to I got to help people out, man. It's just a, yeah. it's like a it's no, like a I pool. love that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really cool because like uh, this is a this is actually like I know it's a long story for some people, but it's <laughs> actually super interesting because like I feel like a lot of us had to realize all the creatives I know we had to realize okay. At first, it was like a mental thing. It's like, okay, PTSD. Every time a mm -hmm. uh, gig get cancelled. Because even now, I'm like, I've lost a lot of gigs. Mm. So, um, obviously, what I did before lockdown, I'm kind of grateful I did it. I looked for a full-time job. Because, mm. like, my brain was like, okay. There was just too much uncertainty. Because all my gigs would be booked. And then they get cancelled or they're like, oh, maybe I actually don't have the budget for it. So it's just like, okay, how do I sustain myself because I moved out with my partner? Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, I'll do full time for a bit until COVID kind of dies down, mm. hopefully. Mm, fingers <laughs> we'll, crossed, We'll right? find out. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just like, hmm. Like, and my brain was like, okay, I'll just network in... I'll do networking at the full-time job, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. No, 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 like, exactly. It's just, it's like, how do you be smart and pivot? Like, as much as I want to have my own production company right now, mm -hmm. it's just such a bad timing to have a company because everyone's being affected. Like, my clients 
are usually events mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or musicians. So、And、that's my field. The live gig industries. Yeah.、Hit. Oh. Yeah. It like it doesn't exist. I've lost so much money because I. That's that's my specialty. That's my niche.、Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, what else can I do? Honestly, because we've been in lockdown for so long, this is a tangent.、Yeah. I'm actually thinking, huh? Maybe I should build my own stationary brand. <laughs> hey yo, I would call it. I bought a lot of stationary. <laughs> yes, that's why. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, maybe this is something I can do for a future plan, for some income. <laughs> you know what、so、though?、Dumb. Like, I figured that、mm. usually the the direction that has the most resistance is usually the one that you should probably pursue, right? That's like that's、yes. something that I figured out in my career,、mm. like pattern recognition. So, hey, if stationary is something that's like really hidden off, like yo, just just you don't know what's gonna happen until it's done, man. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why I started a podcast, even though I have no audio experience. <laughs> hey, yo, same, same. It's exactly that as well. Like I'm into like、yeah. episode eight of mine. I still don't have、oh, a、yes. podcast. Plug、title. that in. I literally don't have a podcast title, but I'll tell you when it's releasing. Like October twenty,、okay. o- late October, I'm aiming to release it. It、oh. is basically just people that I've met in the industry that I feel like have interesting stories to tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I love that. That's、yeah. why I wanted to get you on board because,、mm. like, all I know, like a lot of the people that I have had so far, very different fields. I've had、um, someone. That is pursuing musical theater. That was my first episode.、Um, we had Vienna.、Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that's how we met、mm-hmm. online.、Um, we, we talked about mental health, and、um, another one was just like how to be productive during lockdown.、Mm-hmm. But this is interesting because like Sydney has not had to deal with six lockdowns. <laughs> Wait, t- <laughs> Whenever. T- to be honest, you、huh? guys had a pretty long one. When did you guys start lockdown? Oh, we. St- Fuck! <laughs> I think end of June. Yes,、yeah, so、that's pretty long, yo. That's pretty yeah, long. Yeah, it's September right now, and we have how many months till the your, end your of the year? Your premiere promised like one month max. <laughs> yes. No, it was two weeks,、uh, <laughs> and then it like then it became a month,、oh、and、God. then it's like oh, actually maybe September, <laughs> and then nope, October. Oh,、uh, here we are. But I have no. Who knows? I'm I'm like so skeptical right now that I'm like yeah. Time to find other business plans. Oh, <laughs>、mm. uh, just just to kind of um, I forgot a little detail on like season six. Oh yes. So, the、Go、way I、it. found out how lock season six was happening was I was actually doing a. This was probably one of the more newer gigs that I took. So I did. I was doing a, a Zoom showcase for a fashion fashion runway. So basically, showcase. Yeah. So basically, that sounds so interesting. So basically, what I was doing, I was live feeding two cameras from my laptop into Zoom, and I was recording that through Zoom and OBS, and then、oh, we gave、okay. that to the client. So I was live switching for the for the Zoom showcase. So showcase. about two hours in, six o'clock, one of the people were like, "Oh yeah, by the way, we're going into lockdown at eight o'clock." Like what? Eight o'clock, dude. Like, I'm, I'm still at work. Like, what? What am I gonna do? <laughs> so, like, I have like, I still have like, yeah, two hours left on this gig, and I'm just like panicking in the inside. 
So obviously you got to stay professional. Like you just, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just like just stay, stay in the zone. But then inside, I'm panicking, and I'm just like, I'm already, I'm already thinking like, what, are, what am I gonna do when I get home? Like, am I gonna get fined or blah, blah, all this, this stuff? But I'm like, yeah, like instinctually, oh God, I'm just doing work still. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have a similar story <laughs> for the Sydney lockdown. Yeah, like yeah. what? Okay, so what happened was, honestly, I felt, I feel like they should have locked down once the Bondi cases mm, went up. Yo. Oh, oh goodness! Man. I was just like, you guys are stupid, but whatever. I can rant about that all day if I wanted to. But what happened was, so it was Greater Sydney. Mm -hmm. It was only the city, just the city LGA that was in lockdown in Bondi. And then on the Saturday, it was we were celebrating my partner's mom's birthday. Mm -hmm. So we were going to go to like Chatswood have dinner. And then before dinner even happened, it was like, oh... Lockdown is at 6 p.m. And I'm like, oh, shit, um, we're in fucking northern beaches. <laughs> and how far is that from your side? Are you west or east side in Sydney? So um, we're inner west, so Stratfield. Fuck, ah, I don't know how far dang. that is. But I was like, Jesus Christ, are we going to get fined? Because what do we tell the police? Um, compassionate care? I don't know. <laughs> I was freaking out, too. I was just like, oh, crap. I'm not ready to have a fine. I haven't been working for a bit because, mm. like, you know, um, a lot of my, I don't know, just a lot of my gigs just, they were in and out. They're, mm. like, on and off. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But, oh, so funny. I was like, oh, crap. Mm. I don't want to pay for a fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so funny. But, yeah, I think that's really cool. So, like, segue. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so... How do you do, so you said you did, you've pivoted your business to do editing online and coaching. Mm. So what kind of coaching like um, or consultations do you do for your clients? So basically um, for me right now, since since a lot of the work that I used to do was mainly yeah, generating ideas and content for other brands or companies and stuff like that, that's the kind of the same thing I do, but online so instead of me shooting, I actually help them learn how to do the content as well now. So basically, oh, okay. I used to do this type of work. So this kind of photo work for this client. All right. Um, here's, here's the gear that I used for you guys. And yeah. this is what we can scale for you guys so that you can kind of shoot your own content. So now yeah. I feel like I've become a much more on the back end, which I'm actually, yeah. I'm okay with because... It, what can you do like it's it's yeah. it's the only way you're gonna like you just got to be flexible with how we how you do the work now yeah so the the value of me wasn't actually the camera it was actually me Your helping knowledge. exactly the knowledge of how to create the content um generate it and just like chug it out at a consistent mm. pace for them so That's we cool. just we set out schedules and then we, we, we scale it to a, to a place where like, okay, so if you go to iPhone, that's fine. That's totally mm. fine. That's anyone can make a living off their phone now compared to back in the yes. day. Like I still remember like I had to, I had to gaff tape my old Sony cameras because in 2013, 2015, there was legit gigs where people like, you have to have like a 5D Mark three with full frame sensor to get this gig. Like, I remember I literally had to gaff every piece of equipment. Yeah. What? Yeah, so the bit of tangent, but then 
that that's the kind of knowledge that that's i've insane. experienced man yeah so retros- it's funny <laughs> sorry go, 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 go. Go ahead. it's just funny how canon was the essential then now yeah, it's sony canon canon and nikon back then i remember like back in the day where like i'd apply for jobs and it's like specific camera like full frame and mm. i was i was i had two like sony like APS-C cameras so when i when i like taped it up no one cared anymore but then when the label was out and i was like oh okay you shoot sony <laughs> like, what <laughs> you shoot on sony and yeah. now it's like oh you shoot on canon yeah exactly <laughs> exactly but who shoots it's- on nikon <laughs> yeah oh so, my gosh i haven't even touched that camera yeah i remember having to someone had that camera it's 10 this is like a tangent yeah um i was doing a photography class when i was in uni i don't know why i went to uni it was the dumbest idea i've ever done <laughs> but i guess long story short i did learn a lot because i became the executive producer at tedx unsw there you go but like, like it, it has its wins mm-hmm. and losses I just a lot of losses because I have a debt that I'm like. Oh yeah, I'm not huge debt as well. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we're creative, so yeah. you know who knows when we'll pay that. <laughs> yeah, so um, they had the Nikon cameras, and I was just trying to like take photos on there. I had no idea the, the UI how to use is it. Horrible on Nikon cameras. Yes. Yeah. UI. I wonder like why it's so bad. Like yeah. I never, I've never figured out how to use that camera. Like. <laughs> If anyone ever comes up to me and says they shoot on Nikon, I'm like, who are you? Don't talk yeah. to me. <laughs> I think I think they've gotten better now. Yeah. So I, I, I so I I forgot to like mention like early on, I worked at a camera shop actually at uni. So I'm a bit okay. a bit I'm a bit of like camera nerd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Nikon was definitely one of the ones where people a lot of struggled with because I think it was like you had to hold a button and then you had to turn a dial to do like simple stuff like aperture and like yes. shutter priority and stuff like that and like just to navigate changing white balance you had to hit hit random things like so many menus and stuff to get to it and i was just like man if it, if it takes this much resistance like i'm out like 101 on cameras <laughs> yeah. this podcast isn't yeah. about pivoting yeah. your business it's about cameras yeah. now <laughs> okay, so, so back back on the um helping clients with um yeah, the content sorry. yeah so yeah. iphones iphones compared to say that when like the camera that someone used to shoot the moon compared to an iphone is such a huge tech difference so like mm. when when they were um explaining their worry i was like all oh, the contents might not going to be as high quality as yeah. this or like the, the what you were com- like shooting for us i was like yo if it's gone on social media the resolution's so small as long yes, as we can get so you true. at like a, a, a like a good at its baseline like criteria on like social media like you are fine the main purpose mm. of the content is the story so like that's it yeah exactly mm. right so like the strongest brands that i know of it's not about how pretty the content is it's how good their branding and storytelling is right yeah anything connected with say um nike or rolex those kind of things where have heavy 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 story and branding built into yeah. them right so as soon as you see that logo, it's like, bam, you've already made association. You know what it. it is. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it was just trying to teach, teach that because I work with a lot of small businesses and medium sized businesses because mm. when I went freelance, I did so many commercial gigs and it kind of gave me trauma because it was just too many chefs in the kitchen. You know, like that's why I kind of yes. made the decision to 
just go freelance so retrospect now instead of being in behind the camera i'm kind of helping navigate and direct them now so it's quite interesting really cool yeah it's a quite interesting kind of like switch but i, I really enjoy it though because yeah. at least my brain is kind of sustained and kind of still creative mm. i feel like you're growing as well like it's a whole different way of teaching like i know i struggle teaching people because of like you said you're consulting right because i kind of do the same thing with my um, the ambassadors with my company because they're hairdressers so it's mm -hmm. like how do you make sure they shoot the right thing mm -hmm. so i have to like visually plan it out for them mm -hmm. so they see how to do it if mm -hmm. that makes sense mm -hmm. so like um yeah, we we used whatever that was like um, platform was viable to them. So Pinterest, a really good one that I use now is Millinote. So that's a really good one to help organize this. So it's kind of like Millinote is like Pinterest for filmmakers. So basically, it's like you can make boards, you can attach like um, videos and stuff like that. So you can literally do your entire shot list and program and stuff can like you that. You send me this. Yeah, I will. It's pretty awesome. So like. I've I've literally so like I've I've screenshotted like all these clips from movies and stuff to build yeah. kind of a look board. And mm -hmm. then you can start putting like um notes, lines and start putting like different yeah, it's it's, it's just really comprehensive. Wow, that sound that sounds like an amazing um platform cuz like I usually just have to build my stuff by mm -hmm. myself. Or like and if you just, just like use InDesign and stuff like that, right? Yeah, and it's like too much effort. And yeah. I'm like, and I'm very particular as well. I like to have a lot of information so yeah. it, it's easy for them to understand. Mm. But then I'm like, man, this takes forever. Mm. So like um, a bit of like background on like, yeah, using Milliner. So like I, I shot listed and made an entire mood board for like a music video that we shot kind of, I wouldn't say virtually, but like I literally gave them the look, the aesthetic, the tone and everything. Mm. And I was like, just shoot it, shoot it like this. Give me a wide medium and a, and a close up for each of these looks. And then yeah. basically this is the, so I want you to backlight and do this stuff. So like I did specific diagrams of like place this light just behind you so oh, that cool. you, the shadow side is towards the camera, all this stuff. Yeah. You send it to them. It came back to me. I was like, all right, you guys did pretty good. As long as you shoot in 1080, I can make it work. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it's, cool. So it's just, you just, like, I think, I guess that's what it is, right? Like as, as like kind of yeah. people work in the creative industry, you just pro constantly problem solving. Yeah. So no, yeah. I love that. I think that's the one thing I've really appreciate about like, yeah, COVID fucking shit. <laughs> I miss filming. I just mm -hmm. miss being on set and stuff, mm -hmm. but it's taught me like you said to problem solve fine like yeah i it can affect me mentally whatever's been going on like we we all probably have ptsd for gigs mm -hmm. getting canceled but it's also like okay let's be reasonable mm -hmm. yeah, gotcha. how do you change like what's this isn't viable right now what can you do to become better mm -hmm. exactly. even if it's something that you don't want to do yeah like for example like full-time was the last thing i thought about mm -hmm. ever mm -hmm. especially as someone that's creative and just has the passion of doing things themselves mm -hmm. but like honestly i'm happy i did do it because mm. i have learned a lot about marketing mm. yeah I, I think 
um like definitely COVID has one of those effects where you spend enough time within four walls you kind of see yourself like you you see a true mirror of yourself as the kind of the the seasons go by right so like yeah in in like season one to four it was just like hmm okay photography was it actually something that i was good at or was it just a medium for me to navigate to the where i am now right so there's a That's lot of deep, deep thoughts yeah no, no it's, yeah. it's it's but it's 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 exactly that right like am i actually um good at something or am i just really good at connecting dots and photography yeah. was just that medium or film was that medium so it just gave me that kind of like oh okay i don't have to connect myself to this label as much as i thought right yeah and so then that allows me that kind of freedom to let go of the ego and like yo i'm i'm not just the label i'm actually like i'm I'm still i can still do whatever i want like these are these are things that some people worry about like man i have to do photography gigs i'm a photographer not necessarily yo there's so many things that we do behind the scenes yes i get that so much (laughs) i feel i i like i resonate with that so much because i felt the same way i'm like oh but like the only thing i'm good at is videography and that's Mm -hmm. what i'm known for Mm -hmm. But I'm like, okay, let's step back a bit. Mm-hmm. What else can I do for the community? Mm, exactly, like, exactly. Like, okay, we're in lockdown right now. Why not make a fucking podcast, mm. get creatives, and just build a community? Mm, like, I know nothing about audio. Like, mm. just fucking do it. <laughs> mm, exactly, exactly. I love that. I love that. Because mm. I don't think people notice these things. Like, yeah, we're struggling. But people aren't realizing that there is a way to pivot pivot because mm-hmm. i've seen some creatives that are just so in the thick of feeling sorry about themselves that mm-hmm. they haven't actually done something about mm-hmm. it if that makes sense mm, exactly and just to kind of like go on top of that like people underestimate how how good so like people really underestimate like having just three five solid clients can actually help you much more than say having a huge following because i have seen people with massive 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 followings and they were not able to just like sustain themselves effectively because of it like it's just it's not how many it's not how many followers or or like online presence you have it's the the quality of your networks and relationships with people 100%. So like if, if you're worried about, oh man, I need to get this amount of following to be able to be sustainable. It's like, no, just like you just need five, three solid networks, clients that really actually enjoy being around you. And 100%. Yeah, you're set, you're set, right? Yeah. That's it. I love that. Yeah. Cause I know my networks is like I said earlier, my niche is music, mm. but whenever, even though they're struggling whenever they need someone. They're like, hey, MG, it's not a lot of money, mm-hmm. but we want you. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll do it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I'm passionate about music. Even if it's not a lot of money right now, I know you're struggling. Mm. So I'll do it. Even if it means it's like less money than like what I know I'm worth. Mm. But this is more of like the community, right? Mm-hmm. It's helping each other out. Mm. Yeah. I like no, that. I, that. I like that. So... Uh, I think for me as well, like the realization was really like, what's the difference between work that goes to the bank and work that kind of 
recharges the creative battery, right? Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's I love something. That. <laughs> so that that's something that's that the was motto really, of the episode. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's something I struggled with a lot, right? Because like, mm. I think I think um, going into uni and stuff like that, we're really taught to kind of like oh like specialize focus on yes. this blah 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 hustle hustle blah 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 because mm-hmm. like if you hustle more then you you get more money but like yes. that's not necessarily true man like my the best gigs that i've ever done like sometimes didn't pay much or i didn't yes. get paid nothing but yeah. i got hired for a project i get hired for projects because of those projects that i kind of just spent mm. time and my own money into yeah like it was it's like i feel like it's one of those things where like the best work you do is like the work you can't help do right it's like one of those things That's deep <laughs> i love that yeah no <laughs> no but it's, it's true right like, yeah it is true like, like when i when i'm able to just strip down all the lights all the kind of like gear and all everything mm. when it's just camera lens and subject or like yeah. yeah and we just build like a storyline or whatever i feel like that's when i'm most creative yeah and, it, and it, i think that's that's only like a realization that's only happened in the last couple of years so yeah it's been su- pretty wild yeah yeah i think it's because we are so used to hustling and being like okay this is my goal mm. i, I want to reach this goal because that's the pinnacle of our career mm. but then we don't realize actually we what actually makes us happy is working with the clients that we resonate with Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. and it's sad that i can't do music stuff but once Mm -hmm. lockdown's done i'm i'm happy to do Mm -hmm. it like Mm -hmm. i remember last year this is like tangent i actually the first lockdown the Mm -hmm. first sydney lockdown after we got like oh you guys can have people over the first thing i did was get The first thing I did was actually got my musician friends come. This was when I was living at my parents' house. Yeah, yeah. Um, I made our living room upstairs into a little studio oh, and made cute. music videos. Like it was that's called cute. the lock- music lockdown sessions. <laughs> oh man! But now this lockdown, I'm doing podcasts because we can't go to people's houses. Mm. <laughs> but so you know I love what? That. Like the. The, the the network and platform you have you can literally do an online concert if you really wanted to with your network oh true so thanks like, for just, a new idea <laughs> yeah no no legit like it's like you have all these people at home that want to film or like do gigs mm. get them to shoot shoot their videos like reach out to all these people who want to support it get a backing run it i don't know yeah and then just yeah promote it because like these people want to perform right yeah so give them the opportunity to do it and then that's actually give, an interesting give, give idea. their fans an opportunity let's to cut see this them, right? out no, <laughs> that's all right. we're yeah, gonna go cut it. this out of the podcast no, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. people don't steal our idea no because yeah. no, no, actually that's, that's a cool idea that's that's basically what i've i've realized as well like some people just want to be like express themselves again and connect with their fans mm. or their community again so if you can give them that platform yeah and the 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 return is like tenfold man yeah yeah oh and, and i think it's because like as creatives we actually despite majority of us being introverts we are we need that sense of community mm. 
because need to we connect need to, to yeah, connect, yeah feel connected yeah like we need to bounce ideas off of people that's why we have these like i guess we that's why we hang out and talk like that's literally why we spend time with each other like mm-hmm. all my friends are creatives they're all all my closest friends are in the industry mm-hmm. and that's what's cool about it because it's like all right cool like yeah we're like let's say once lockdown is over it's going to be so hard to see each other because we're going to go back into the hustle Mm. but there's still that sense of community Mm. which is which is really cool Mm. so like um the the thing that i i wanted to like um like reiterate as well is like focus focus so like while you're trying to figure out how you're going to pivot in your business now make sure you have your personal projects at your mm-hmm. forefront because that's that's something that probably i should have done earlier as well where like i'm shooting projects on an empty creative battery so yes. like like i think that's one of the things that i probably would recommend everyone who's listening is take up any sort of kind of project hobby or something that's yes good for your personal development mm-hmm. so that when you're doing work for other clients and stuff like that you're not running empty so like i love that i resonate with that so yeah. much like because like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like, honestly you i was actually gonna ask you the question of any last words but then you went straight into it oh really okay yeah Yeah. no but no i like that because i resonate with that so much i mentioned it in my first episode i got into pole dancing to Mm. understand movement Mm. because as a videographer you have to understand movement Mm -hmm. and i actually started violin Mm -hmm. at the beginning of last year to understand musicality when I work with musicians, mm-hmm. but then, yeah, I stopped doing that. I got way too invested in pole dancing. That I'm like, oh, how <laughs> do I so balance? it's expensive too. <laughs> yeah, it's too expensive being a creative doing two hobbies that are creative. <laughs> oh man, that's what he has. Yeah. No, but I love that. Um, What else? You were going to say something before I cut you off. Yeah, last words before uh, we start yeah, wrapping up. Um. Yeah, so I think if if you're thinking of trying to pivot, I th- I suggest taking like I'm going to use like a food analogy. Take a bite from as many things as you can, so that you can figure out what's what's actually going to kind of sustain you, basically. Mm. So yeah, just like keep keep working on trying to find what's going to keep you sane, because obviously like for for like for us creatives the money aspect is always going to come if you're good at your work the money aspect is always going to come if you're if you're passionate about it but if you're if you're like working on empty creative battery the work's just going to just end up end up becoming smoke really yeah Mm -hmm. you're not going to be passionate about it and it's just gonna you're just gonna feel burnt out and not like it's just like ptsd kind of thing right Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so make sure you keep yourself sustained like don't i think rest is definitely probably the biggest biggest realization i've had as well like the work is as important but rest treat it as important as the work as well amazing sounds good thank you so much for sharing your story jacob like that was well, actually so, so interesting <laughs> 
yeah um where can <laughs> and where can people find you on social media and what uh, i guess i'll plug in your podcast once it's released but where can they find awesome. you awesome thank you so basically you find me on instagram jacob.medino and you can also find me on my website what would i say webstop <laughs> website <laughs> yo covid <laughs> ruining our english website. right <laughs> yeah oh my goodness yeah so website oh jacobmedinaphotography.com but yeah um yeah that's basically it yeah awesome thank you